This episode is sponsored by EQ Acoustics, UK-made acoustic phone panels for your studio. EQAcoustics.com Alright, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I am talking to my mate, Nicole Wells. Working in marketing as well, because it's quite a creative thing. It can be quite difficult in terms of it's not black and white. There's yeah. a lot of grey area. Yes. There's also a lot of opinion. We were also joined by her dog, Harley. And that goes a really long way as well, because... <laughs> like, <and that's, laughs> this is why you don't bring a dog to a podcast. <laughs> the main topic of today is celebrating those little wins. If you're not celebrating the small wins, it doesn't propel you forward to do more. And changing your mindset to help with your career. Mindset is the biggest thing which people don't really realise. People think that it's other aspects but it's actually 70% mindset. And why being a perfectionist can hold you back. Perfectionism and procrastination are linked so people that are perfectionists also procrastinate. And communicating with clients to get the best out of them. The whole journey is just working out their language and how they relate to things. And the questions we all want to know. In your line of work do you have creative blocks as well? Yes definitely. Great. (laughs) You're listening to the Stage Fright podcast. Here's Nicole Wells and Harley. (laughs) Harley! Hi! Trying to get him to not jump because he's got a bad leg. How is it? Yeah. Hi! Oh, mate! Calm down. Calm down, mate. Hi! My bestest friend, my bestest friend in the whole world. Hi! Come here then. He was there, he came through the door and he was like, well, I can't get in. This is curtain. Oh, because of the curtain, yeah. Oh, who's excited? Who's excited? Calm down with your leg. It's such a nice day today. Yeah, it's alright. Have I come in when you're like right on the beginning of starting something? Uh, no, so I had to um, just do some like final mixing bits today yeah. for a couple of people. So um, it's quite nice. It's like a day of like just finishing off like three or four little jobs. Nice. Quite nice. Come on, Harley. Yeah, you've got, you've got to have a. I think he's had an X-ray already. Oh, yeah. But you'll you'll, no- <laughs> you'll notice that um, he on one of his back legs he sort of holds holds it. Oh, does he? He was excited to go in the car. He was lying all like comfortable in my bed, and I was like, <laughs> he, he was like, Do you want to come in? oh no. The thing is, he, oh, like, that's the calm thing. He, down. he just doesn't. Do you know what I mean, like, as much as it looks like he's because they. They, they will kind of hide it if they're in pain because they're animals, essentially. They don't want yeah, other animals to true. know. They don't want other animals to know that they're in pain. That is true. I didn't you know that. Sound check, Harley. <laughs> you see, he tried to bite it at them. Harley, <laughs> 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 He's like, mm, I just want to rub myself all over your sofa. Yeah. So I guess we could just start by saying... Welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here with Nicole, my mate Nicole. Yeah. Um, and Harley. You might be yeah. able to hear in the background there. But if you'd like to just explain kind of what you do, yep. like what you do for work. Okay. I'm going to move this a little bit closer to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Harley. You are getting right in the way. <laughs> You'll settle down. Yeah, it? yeah. Right, sit down. Calm down. That's it. Good boy. I could come and sit on the sofa and you might settle down. However you want. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll move to the sofa. A podcast first. Yeah. <laughs> I know, mate. I'm sitting here with you. Oh, this is weird being sat on the sofa. <laughs> this is quite nice, though. <laughs> All you're going to hear on your microphone is... <laughs> Harley. <laughs> Harley's going to be the star of the show. So for listeners that don't know, yeah. Nicole has a dog called Harley. Yeah, I don't have like a weird pant. Who's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My breathing's just all out. Okay, so yeah, I heard the Nicole one. She sounds really weird. Really, really anxious. <laughs> She's just... <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, who are you and what do you do? Okay, so my name's Nicole. I don't want podcast, Nicole. <laughs> I don't want like 
phone conversation, Nicole. I want just the chat. Okay. Just the chat. Okay. Well, I would say um, so. I am the third, the third of the thruple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's uh, Dan, Emma, and Nicole. And Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they can't get rid of me from their house because I constantly come around for... Even when you move to London. Exactly, I'm coming back and I'm like, can I stay over? Or I'll come home. I'll be on my way, like I was coming home from the board game convention yesterday and I get a message from Emma going, can you bring in something from the car because Nicole's here? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh. oh, okay, cool. Right, Nicole's there. Now. Nicole's Sorry. come back again. Nicole's come back. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, why did you move to London? Wait, what did you what did you do? Let's get to this. Okay. <laughs> what do you okay. do? People be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So yeah. So so I work in marketing. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I've been doing that for about ten years, working in like a small agency. So doing like a number of different tasks. You know, mm. working in a small business requires you to do essentially everything. Yeah. Um, you find the smaller the business is, the more job roles you get given exactly. for the same price. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so bringing in the clients, um, you see a lot of business development, working on projects like doing graphic design, marketing campaigns, social media, yeah. um, a real array of things. And then, so a company will come to you and say, Nicole, we're a company, a little little company called McDonald's, uh, <laughs> and, and and we want um, you to sort out all our social media. We want you to design a new logo for us. What else goes into that? So yeah, so it really depends on what the client because that's the thing like a project it really depends on what the company's like marketing goals are yeah um so it's sort of like the real top level because like we would get clients that would come to us and they wouldn't really know exactly what they want they come to us and they say oh i, I want to do um a, a social media campaign or I, I want a new brochure or something yeah and actually digging down into what their actual goals are are they trying to get more leads are they yeah. trying to boost brand presence it really really depends on what their goals are because yeah. they think that they might want a certain marketing solution but actually it ends up being something completely different for so their goals some people might say like we want ten thousand instagram followers mm -hmm. and then it's your job to somehow mm -hmm. get them to that yeah so when you say they might want more leads what does that mean it could be um just more inquiries um it could be um, oh to get more people to their website yeah, to see yeah, what they do more, say more. they're a, they sell curtains or whatever yeah they might say to you we want more people to go to our website mm -hmm. to see what we do yeah okay cool and then it's your job to yeah what i love about what you just said is when the client doesn't really know what they want that yeah. is the hardest thing because that is like a painter that's getting a painting and decorator around and saying, cool, can you paint my living room? And they go, cool, what colour do you want? And you mm -hmm. go, I don't know, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then they go, okay, great. And they'll paint one more green, yeah. one more cream. It's a lovely, you know, they think it's the best thing ever. And then you come back in and go, no, sorry, I didn't mean that. Mm. How are you meant to work with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's difficult when you're working with uh, with a company that really don't, they don't have a clear idea as to what the end result mm is because it can be quite ambiguous in terms of the solution that you provide mm. so yeah because what you might think is great they mm. might be like well that's not what mcdonald's are doing mm. like we want to do what mcdonald's are doing i yeah. don't know why i'm using mcdonald's as yeah I was, I mean, yeah, maybe because I'm hungry. My, <laughs> McDonald's uh, budget would be slightly different as well, potentially to somebody else's. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and also working in marketing as well, because it's quite a creative thing. It can be quite difficult in terms of it's not black and white. There's yeah. a lot of grey area. Yes. There's also a lot of opinion. Um, yeah. Opinion from people that aren't necessarily creative themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll do a lot of stuff where I'll send a song to someone, like a company for a jingle, and then they'll go, cool, yeah, it sounds great. We love it here. We're just going to send it down to everyone else in the office and see what they think. And you go, okay, here's where the opinions come in. Oh, um, Brenda on reception doesn't like the tambourine in the second part. And yeah. You go, well, I don't know who Brenda is. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to work like, so you're like, right, am I working for the marketing team or am I working for Brenda in reception? Like, yeah. how, who am I supposed to take a lead off here? Exactly. Oh. And there's like a certain... Harley, hitting the banjo. <laughs> What's that? Get me looking at the banjo, like, <laughs> come on. Um, and I think that there's like, there's also an element of when a company is asking you to do something to deliver, like whether it's a song or, or a jingle mm. or like a piece of marketing work, they're coming to you as the expert 
to do it. Yeah. Then when it comes down to it, sometimes they don't always, yeah, follow. They want their opinion in there a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you all right, mate? A little cough there. Um, I've put out some water for him. That's all right. Some whiskey and <laughs> get him to sleep. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, because every client, they have uh, like a slight idea, but it's also, or, or well, it really depends on the client. They they might have an idea as to what they want. They might be, you get some clients that are very specific or you get some clients that are not really that sure. But then when it sort of comes down to it, it's all about how they sort of communicate that and how yeah. they can kind of get their ideas And you've got to across. get into their head. Exactly. So when they say, the chorus sounds quite fuzzy to me Hmm. like i've got okay okay what does that mean to them does that mean there's too much low end does that mean there's too much distortion like Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you kind of the whole journey is just working out their language and how they relate to things Mm -hmm. patreon.com forward slash dan parkinson music for advert free higher quality and early access to the stage fright podcast I think what's quite nice is how we can kind of compare your work because a lot of musicians listen to this because I get mm-hmm. a, lo- yeah. a lot of music-based things. Yeah. And we're trying to like compare your job role to yeah. like a musician's job role. Yeah. And I think from, you know, because we're mates, we speak about this kind of stuff all the time. It, it There are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Like uh, working with negative feedback. Are you... Yeah. How do you work with negative feedback? The thing is like when you're working with other people you've always got to be sort of open to that feedback but it's also depends on what the feedback is whether it's actually can you can you do something with that feedback yeah and not just like oh yeah we don't really like it yeah Yeah. so it's good to have like a bit of direction yeah yeah you can get some clients that are obviously good at that some clients that are not so it's just it's luck of the draw really isn't it yeah Um, how how do you feel when you send off a is sending off the first draft worse than sending off the final project um, no, I think personally, because like the first draft, I'm kind of expecting that there is going to be stuff that we're going to need to oh, change. Okay. In terms of that, it's not so bad. Yeah, it depends on, again, it, it does really depend on the client because mm. you can get some clients that just, they don't give you any direction. Nah. It's and then they'll still want their opinion at the end, which is great. Like, we're not, you know, discouraging people having their own opinion. That's great. But before you ask people to do a job, you kind of need to know what you want. Yeah. That's the worst thing. If they know what they don't want more than they know what they want, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you'll yeah, send exactly. them something and be like oh we didn't expect it to be red and you're like well exactly i think that that's probably one of i think that's probably what a lot of people in the creative in- industry get is that they that people have an idea in their head as, as to what they want but there's a lot of stuff that they know that they definitely don't want yeah like yeah. and it's, it's about yeah really sort of drilling down as to what does the client actually want? actually communicate that to, yeah. to someone to yeah so they can give you the best mm-hmm. job What's your creative process? Someone asked you to do a job. What's step one? Step one would be, for me, I would ask them a range of questions to sort of really help drill down again just what they want. Mm. And based on their feedback, I would, like, say, for example, if it's a brochure, what what the goal of the brochure is, Mm -hmm. uh, the kind of look and feel of the brand, what kind of, um, what's the tone of voice that they kind of want to be communicating in. Okay. Does that mean literally the the words you use on the brochure? Yeah, so it's sort of like... Does it want to be to the point, very scientific, or does it want to be warm and welcoming? Exactly. Okay. so yeah. it's really sort of figuring out that like some companies like to be quite like sort of witty and fun yeah some clients obviously a bit more, co- more corporate so um their wording needs to be a lot more to the point yeah really sort of under trying to understand that to get that the tone right yeah and then in terms of like design and stuff like that i would typically run through like okay so what sort of brands do you like yeah um or also if it's so if it's like that would typically be if it's like more of like a newer company if they don't really have many brand assets Mm. but if it's like a company that already has a lot of like marketing material already i'll ask okay so i'm assuming we're going to try and keep this quite in keeping like or are you trying to improve on what you've currently got in terms of like the overall brand sort of image but then that kind of comes down to like brand guidelines and stuff like that is there anything that you're not allowed to do obviously like swearing and stuff like that but yeah will they be quite clear of by the way don't mention this this or this in some of your work i haven't really come up against that to be honest um it would typically be in terms of 
like overall design if you're working you have to kind of work within a brand guidelines which yeah. if you're working with a company that already has an established brand guidelines then yeah you can't really sort of de- yeah. deviate from that because otherwise it just doesn't really People work don't like change yeah exactly like, yeah it just dilutes the brand like it has to be recognizable yeah. because anything that's sort of produced it needs to be linked back to the main brand you see jack daniels and they haven't changed mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and you see that white writing on a black background and mm-hmm. you go well that's a jack daniels bottle if they mm-hmm. suddenly change their main bottle to pink and yellow yeah people would be like what is this <laughs> exactly they, they've got to just keep it so so like uniform mm. in a way mm-hmm. which is what you've got to then you've got to then find out from this company that you might have never even Mm. heard of mm-hmm. have you got any examples of that have you got any things like have you got anything where someone's asked you to do something and you've gone right i've done this this and this this is great and then you send it off to them and they go no you've just completely missed yep yep it's typically yeah the people that don't really give any feedback right, <laughs> is it? The, well it's, it's the initial well, when i say feedback i mean like the initial like yeah if brief. You, yeah the initial brief yeah you get some clients so you have to just sort of read between the lines and um and th- those are the, diff- the most difficult people mm. to work with really yeah yeah have they ever kicked you off a job doing that um no so i haven't personally no but okay. um i know yeah people they, yeah they'll go and get someone else yeah, yeah. yeah when i used to work for scan there'd be a lot of text that would just get easily just kicked off a job mm-hmm. just because they didn't fit the vibe or whatever yeah, and they'd just yeah. be like gone that can be yeah that can be very um it can be quite difficult if you're if you if you haven't built like a relationship with the client mm. or if uh, yeah things if you don't gel that easily because yeah. at the end of the day everything's an emotional purchase that's what you're trying to get you're trying to get people to not only buy your pen or whatever you, they want to buy into the brand yeah they want to see a photo of this pen and then when they buy it they feel like they felt when they looked at that photo yeah every purchasing decision is based on emotion it's like even for if you're to go for a job like if you're interviewing three candidates for a role there might be someone there that's literally like all the skills completely aligned to what you are what you require but if you don't really get on with them Mm. and then there's candidate number two who is not as you know doesn't fit the criteria as much but actually you really get on with them you're going to go with number two yeah 100 percent. that's really good to hear actually because there's a lot of tours that musicians will get not because they're the best player but they because they can sit on a tour bus Mm -hmm. and it's that's so important it really i say this a lot on the podcast where basically don't be a dick yeah and it's nice to hear that even in that kind of realm yeah it's still it works it really works across the board and that's why you know the the saying of it's it's not what you know it's who you know yeah and if you if you're a good relationship builder yeah and you can maintain those relationships then you will go far Um, and if you're working with the same person for 10 years Mm -hmm. if they say oh we think the chorus sounds fuzzy you know what they mean by that exactly you can just make the adjustments and then send it back exactly and it's like for example as you know obviously i've worked with you on a number of projects Mm. in the different businesses that i've worked on it's always good for me um to have someone who for, for one that's been like quite you know, I've known you for 10 years now, mm. um, to work with you on projects because, well, one, I know what you're capable of. I know what you can deliver. And it's also nice to work with a friend. So whenever I got those jobs that come up, then obviously yeah. I'll reach out to you. And you, you know, can come and sit Dan. here. Yeah, you can sit here. I can sit and edit and you yeah. can be here doing other work. Exactly. We've done that before where yeah. you've sat behind me doing something totally unrelated to the project we're mm-hmm. on about. But then when I do the edit, I can just show you and go, um, do you mean this? Yeah, and then you yeah. can go, no, do this, this, and this. We want, we want it to look more fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what mean. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by EQAcoustics.com. In your line of work, do you have creative blocks as well? Yes, Definitely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, straight answer to that one. Yeah, obviously, like, you can be working, like, you've been given a brief, trying to work on a project, but you know, especially if it's, like, a big project, it can be quite difficult sometimes. And if you're, especially if you work just on your own, mm. it's not as easy to sort of bounce ideas yeah. off of each other. Um, That's good, because, I mean, you work for a company now, and you worked for a big company before, mm-hmm. but were you on your own in... We can say the name of the company, Shenton, can't we? We yeah. can say that. They're a yeah. great company. Um, yeah. Big company, but were you pretty much on your own the whole time? So, yeah, typically. So, in the marketing department, there was only me. <sighs> um, but and I would work like work with the sales and marketing director. But in terms of actually like delivering the projects and the day-to-day work, I was 
I was the one that was doing that. Yeah. Like I would, I would go to him for some things, but if it was more like a technical thing or more of like a design thing, I was typically more so working on my own. Yeah. But I did work with an agency as well that I built good relationships with. And this is why relationships are so important because yeah. especially if you are working with a number of different people and you're going to them for help, like I, over the sort of four and a half, nearly five years that I worked there, I built up good relationships with different people worked with in the marketing yeah. agency so it sort of felt like i wasn't working on my own because i could just call them and be like i'm str- sort of struggling with this yeah, that's nice. can you yeah. help me with that but it was less less of a transaction but- <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. shaky <laughs> um it was less of a transaction um and more of like generally like working together as a team yeah which was really really nice mm. and that goes a really long way as well because <laughs> like nice <that's, laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why you don't bring a dog to a podcast <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's the bestest doggy in the world <laughs> but it, it works well because like for example i did a testimonial for them they did a testimonial <laughs> for us nice <laughs> <laughs> So, oh yeah, so there's that mutual kind of pat on the back kind of okay, cool. You do a good job, we do yeah. a good job when we work together. Yeah. Do you like so? Do you like the mix of work? Because that that sounds to me like you're working on your own, mm. and then you have them sort of on the end of the phone, where it's not like they're a team in your office space the whole time. Exactly. Do you prefer that way of working, um, or would you quite like to work in an office space with five other people that do the same role? I think it would be nice to work with people that do the same thing as you, um, working within the same office, because you kind of go through those struggles together whereas like it can be a little bit isolating if you are the only person yeah if you just work on your own it was less isolating working within a business where i could have like an external marketing team that i could work with mm-hmm. but yeah having so- having people that are going through that and that you can sort of gel with on a daily basis is quite nice yeah and you get that like office vibe which exactly. is what i don't get in here because mm. i'm on my own in here and you know when i'm setting up in the morning i put on a podcast and let <laughs> the podcast that I listen to, they're like my workmates that I'm just listening to get on while I'm like, feel like, I feel like the boss setting up for the day. Yeah. And then there's like a podcast on the background. Yeah. I don't have that. You know, I don't get a Christmas party at the end of the year. I know. I've <laughs> seen, just... I've seen your posts on Christmas parties <laughs> where you're there, just multiple of you. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into it? So that's the thing, like, and I think people's journeys, it's a good question, because I think people's journeys are a really interesting one, Mm. especially for, like, young people. um, Yeah. Because there's this typical, oh, so you must go from college to university, and then you'll go into work. Yeah. Whereas I personally found that, and I actually did a a seminar on this like it was like women in business so just to give you a little bit of background so I went to college then went on to university but then only did only completed one year of university and dropped out because I found that the course that I'd chosen was I was it was way too specialized oh okay so I'd actually picked my option way too early Ah. I I didn't I didn't give myself enough time to kind of figure out okay what my path was going to be yeah so obviously that's not ideal because you know it's a bit of a waste of money yeah and I guess as well, when you say to people, oh, I did a year of uni and then dropped out, mm-hmm. it almost has like a stigma to it. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you must have just been fucking around and mm-hmm. drinking and stuff. And it's like, no, 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 it was, it was the wrong course. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's nothing to do with my personality or anything. It exactly. Was just, I, it was just the wrong course. It was a personal choice. And I actually like figured out, like, I think it was like three months into the course, I was like, oh, I've made the wrong mm. choice. But um, I did that. Did you? I didn't drop out of uni. When I went to uni, I did popular music performance. And near to the end of my first year, I got into production and mm-hmm. I wanted to move on to the production course. And they were like, you basically have to start again yeah and i was like okay and they were like what you can do is you can do extracurricular pro tool stuff yeah but just stay on this course and i was like i guess that is the best thing because at least i haven't wasted that year and that money Mm -hmm. um so you know there'll be a lot of people listening to this that will be you know at uni now or about to pick their things for uni or have gone to uni and been in the same situation as us and Mm -hmm. realized Mm -hmm. oh it's all right to not do the right course or it's all right to drop out because you realize that it's not it's not for you i think the main thing is just to be very just to be quite self-aware and that you that you do have options and to consider those options as well because Like for me, so I went to university and then I found out that three months in, this wasn't quite what I expected and it also wasn't the right course for me. But I considered all of my options and based on the fact that the course I wanted to go to, again, they said that it wasn't really very transferable, you would have to literally start again. Mm. Which I don't know why unis can't just... Yeah. 
I'm, I'm not. I don't own a university, so <laughs> I wouldn't know what the ins and outs are. But I don't know why you can't just transfer over and. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I just um, I decided that I would finish off the year so that I didn't lose my UCAS points. Yeah. And then because then I, at least I still had those. Yeah. Um, and then I I dropped out and I I said that I was going to go on a gap year. Essentially, yeah. it just gave me a little bit of breathing room because the university that I got into the university of the arts it was at the time there was quite a lot of competition to get in oh really so i felt like it was a good achievement to be able to get in but then to just walk away from it you know did you feel a bit like you've been given this opportunity and you're leaving it behind whereas a lot of people would be yeah you know climbing over people to get to that yeah exactly exactly so that's why i was quite hesitant to do that as well because i knew it was a good achievement so yeah and that's why i did the gap year because i just said that i would so the gap year essentially just gave me a a little bit of breathing room to then be able to come back and then to finish the course off if I wanted to because it was a two-year course oh okay so in that gap year I so I left and then I went back to my hometown and then I joined I joined a marketing agency through through an agency Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it all happened it was just it was just the first job that I landed really yeah and then it kind of just went from there like I mean they were doing graphics and stuff like that like my my background was art and design so very broad Mm. um and then I saw when they're you know doing graphic design and stuff in the marketing agency I was sort of like oh that's creative maybe I'll just try and do that and then it sort of just grew arms and legs from there yeah cool do you enjoy it yeah I do it it can be as I say like it can be difficult sometimes because there's so many gray areas Mm. and the creative side there's no black it's not not black and white it's not right necessary or wrong it's yeah it's like art isn't it yeah so yeah All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans accounts. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to the show. Do you find it easy to stay focused? Focus is an interesting one. (laughs) (laughs) So with focus, it really depends on what... Essentially, to help you stay focused, you need to be very sure as to what your goals are. Yeah. So if you, say, want to complete a certain amount of work by a certain time, that's kind of how you need to activate things Mm. in your mind. I think there was an Elon Musk quote that said, if you give yourself two weeks to clean your house, Mm -hmm. you'll clean your house in two weeks. Exactly. If you give yourself two hours to clean your house, you'll clean your Mm -hmm. house in Mm -hmm. two hours. Yeah. So goals is a huge part of being creative, knowing what you're actually working on. Yeah, so you'll get a job and will you break that job down into bullet points and give yourself kind of a to-do list? Yeah. And then work through that to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that probably helps in terms of like overwhelm. Mm. So when you've got a big project to work through, breaking it down definitely really, really helps. And that also helps with your focus as well Mm. because it's smaller bite-sized chunks and it also allows you to be like, okay, I'm moving forward in this. So it yeah. actually helps with prog- procrastination as well. Yeah. So your smaller tasks, you're taking them off. So you are making that progress. Yeah. I've got out of bed. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drank some water. Two. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Three. They that's, do- that's what my to-do list is. It's the first four things are wake up. One of them is wake up. <laughs> like, that's you a good fit, start. You have to do. That's like, a good start. But at least I get to tick that off and yeah. then make bed, drink some water mm. and shower. But that's that's what they say and most days should. I do two yeah. of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the get up and shower, I think. Those are those two, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is so true, though, because that's what they do say. that The first thing, well, w- one of the main things you should do every morning is definitely make your bed. Even yeah. th- even though it, f- it seems like such like a small thing, but that's one thing that you've completed that day. Yeah. And you're setting the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. And then even if you go out and you have a good day, if you, get, if you go out and have a good day, 
then you get to come back to a nicely made bed. Mm -hmm. If you go out and have a shit day, at least when you get home, you get into a nicely made bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the, the theory behind it. Well, it's like if you you were to come home and you walk into your bedroom and the bed isn't made, it's just already your your mind's a bit like, ugh. Well, I'm a hypocrite there because I don't care for making the bed. Good good job Emma's there doing it then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, that is a good good way to think about it because you've done that task. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number one. Next. And celebration is a really key thing as well. What celebrate your little yeah, wins. Your little wins. That's something that I'm <sighs> nice. That's something that I'm quite bad at. Yeah. And something that I'm working on personally is um celebrating the small wins because if you're not celebrating the small wins, it doesn't propel you forward to do more. You yeah, know? for sure. Like today I've like I said when you came in, I've I've been doing three or four little jobs today. Mm-hmm. But I'll go home later and I'll not forget that I've done those jobs, but it won't feel like I've done something today. Mm-hmm. I'll just go home and go, oh, I could have done more today. Whereas mm-hmm. one of them was like finish a mix for a, a band and then like edit some yeah. drums for something. Yeah. And then what else have I got to do today? Whatever else I've got to do today, make the bed. <laughs> this, yeah. this, is, this is a really, really key one for you, I, I would say. Like, mm. is that what I've, I've noticed is that you don't celebrate those wins. No. And you no. are, you can be quite like self-critical. Um, but then again, I think that that also comes with being a creative. Yeah, that's, that's, that's being a creative. And I, also being a perfectionist as well. I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist. I think lately I, I'm less so. I'm mm-hmm. less like, okay, that will be fine. Put mm-hmm. it out there. Like when I'm doing my little funny videos on online and stuff, I've, I've sort of realised that you don't need the perfect lighting. You don't need, mm-hmm. does it look nice? Yeah. yeah. Does it sound good? Yeah, cool, right. Yeah. put it out it doesn't have to be edited to perfection it can just yeah. be put out whereas yeah. a few years ago i'd be like no no i need to reshoot it all because you know my jacket's not tucked in there or whatever and mm-hmm. i've sort of learned lately that when you put something out there no matter what it is something creative people just assume oh cool that's that's the final thing great yeah. that looks that looks yeah. great they don't they will never look at it and go oh his beard's out of place there or his exactly. jacket's untucked like, and i think that is like another really good point as well as to what holds people back you know, mm. like from people taking on new challenges or, you know, like w- regardless of what it is, if they want to go and try something new, they're like, oh, well, I can't do it yet because of this. That's what or, that's what I respect about you, because you had a great job with with Shenton doing like creative stuff. And then you got offered this new job with Love Brain in London and you literally moved to London mm-hmm. to do this new job in mm-hmm. the space of how long? Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it was quite like a quick sort of decision in terms of like, well, the thing is, I'd wanted to work with them for a while. Right. Um, just because of the work they do, like, just like... So yeah. what do they do? What the, what do they do? So essentially, so we focus on um, improving your memory, focus and reading. Yeah. Um, but there's also like a lot of like deeper work that we do as well in terms of like limiting beliefs, because quite often it's a lot, it's a lot of that that is holding people back yeah. from actually making like pushing themselves forward. Yeah. Even little things like, oh, I, I could never be a dancer because oh, I don't have the right shoes, that kind of thing. It's that mentality. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's always a thousand reasons not mm-hmm, to do something, mm-hmm. whereas you just need one to go actually no and all that one reason needs to be is do you want to be a dancer yeah yeah cool mm-hmm. i mean i can't i'd be shit <laughs> mm, i don't know <laughs> i don't dance I, like even when i was younger in like in the clubs i i wouldn't i was never a, i remember because i took you out once somewhere yeah and uh we went into the club and within about 10 yeah. minutes you left <laughs> Back to Love Brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's your job role with, with Love Brain? So I am the marketing manager there. Cool. So really sort of getting involved in everything um, marketing related. Um, but so it's a small company. Um, but yeah, like there's lots of stuff to do, but yeah. multiple hats to wear. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So a, a typical day for you, what would that look like? So um, we could be... Well, I'm not being funny, mate. But it's one o'clock on a yeah. Monday and yeah. you're here. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's a perfectly good explanation for that. Is there long hours? Is yeah. There... Yeah. I mean, yeah. So th- there are long hours, but it's it's rewarding. Cool. It's like a re- it is a really rewarding job. Typically, we work on a Saturday. Okay. Because we're trying to help 
We're trying to help everyday people. Harley keeps moving the microphone. Right? <laughs> he thinks he's a sound engineer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because uh, we, essentially our target market is the general public. Yeah. Anyone that would want to improve their focus, memory and reading. They're working Monday to Friday. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah they're, they're working. So uh, it works best for our for our masterclasses to run on on the weekend just to sort of help you know get the footfall oh great yeah um but yeah so because of that yeah it's um i i benefit from having a monday off sometimes yeah. <laughs> or, or a friday um works quite well because i can come and do these sorts yeah, of things and it's great. not that odd for you and it's <laughs> yeah and it's it's that freelance thing of or self-employment thing of you don't really know what a bank holiday means because exactly. it's just like you're always yeah. working or you could go cool i'm gonna have sunday off and then yeah. someone will message and go sorry nicole can you just quickly do this thing and you go well that's my sunday i'll be working in the morning sunday then. Yeah, and yeah. You, know, you just have to fit it in around what you do and if you love what you do it's you know that's that's fine that's exactly. totally fine um so so love brain gives seminars and they have literally yeah. people come in and they yeah. have tasks to do yeah is there anything you could uh, is there any tips you could give me now for like improving my memory yeah come to the master class yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good answer yeah good yeah. answer but i guess changing your mindset is the mindset is the biggest thing yeah um which people don't really realize people think that it's um it's other aspects that but it's actually 70 percent mindset oh wow yeah in terms of your results yeah i did a podcast with google tamsin a couple of weeks ago and she said that it, people think a lot of it comes down to ability when really it's more your no. passion for doing it 100 percent. yeah but again that's mindset yeah you know if you're passionate you're putting so much more energy into it and that is what delivers the results yeah of course yeah if you love what you're doing yeah if you love brain then <laughs> i tried to make you a little slogan there but no what was it like though packing up and and moving to a whole new job was that quite it was, anxiety inducing yeah um because you just bought a house as well yeah so which I mean, isn't stressful at all is it no especially <laughs> when you buy it on your own yeah like, and a bit of a sad little violin there yeah especially yeah. when you buy on your own <laughs> <laughs> no a strong independent woman you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, to be honest i really I, I was really looking forward to it I, I was looking forward to the new adventure like yeah. the reason why i wanted to join love brain was because i was always interested in like psychology and things like that and it, yeah. was, it was a lot more sort of aligned with like my passions of what i'm interested in and you are quite interested like you've nicked a couple of books off me like about body language and stuff like that which yeah is, yeah which is i was well into that yeah like it's really good especially yeah. when i was in union i was doing things like when i was doing magic and stuff i learned a lot about it because mm -hmm. then you can read people yeah I haven't done magic for years. You asked me to do some last night, yeah, but I, I was like, no, <laughs> no, forget that. Um, but it is interesting and it does help. It helped with my business as well, because a lot of my business comes from personality. You know, yeah. People need to sit on a bus with me for six months or whatever. Yeah. It's learning how to read people and say, okay, he's pissed off today. Let's leave, I'll leave him alone for a bit. Mm -hmm. She's, she was pissed off yesterday, but now I feel like I can talk to her and joke around with her again. Cool. And then, you know, that, that's so important mm -hmm. in this, in this line of work, mm -hmm. just getting to read people's body language. Yeah. Well, I think like across the board, really, uh, because every day, regardless of what you're doing, you are selling. You're selling yourself. Yes. So being able to read people and actually like be able to digest kind of like process what they're actually about and, yeah. you know, kind of what they're, it's, it's so important. It can help you jump ahead definitely yeah. in terms of like understanding things. Yeah. What's it like living in London? Yeah, it's good. I mean, like coming from like a small country town, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, it, it's good. Like uh, to be honest, I really enjoy it. But um, in terms of like moving to London from only living in my house for like two years, there was there was an element of anxiety, yeah. definitely, because I'm there like, right, okay, so I'm literally Big just... City. Well, it was more so the fact that I was like, I need to make sure I pay for this house oh, as well yeah. as like live up in London, um, yeah. trying to secure this new job. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there's always an element of anxiety, but I think I've always been quite like, I'm quite good with like managing risk, I would oh, say. Okay, cool. So yeah, so I sort of had like a bit of a backup plan. Like, oh, cool. it's it's important to, you know, rather than just sort of jumping, you need yeah. to sort of think. Although when I say rather than just jumping, I definitely did quit my job before I'd actually confirmed work <laughs> with this next wow. one. <laughs> what was that? What was that like? Did yeah. You... Um, to be honest, I was quite sure that I was going to get 
the next yeah. job. And it was like, because I had like a two month notice period, I was like, well, I mean, a two month notice period is quite a long time anyway. Yeah. So even if I didn't get this next job, I've got time to be able yeah. to get another one. And because I was already working freelance anyway. Yeah. Like, you had a couple uh, of customers that you could kind of go it, back to. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I was working fully t full-time employed and also um, saving up a bit of money because originally I was planning to go to New Zealand, yeah. like do a big like traveling trip. Oh, nice. But so then I was like quickly like, because that was very spontaneous. It was literally like I booked that in like October and yeah. then December or January I was looking to go. And I was like, I literally haven't saved any money like for this because I was just paying off my house. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. quick, like, let's quickly, like, save money. Um, so I started doing more freelance work. So, yes, yeah, so I still had those freelance clients yeah, even if nice. I was... So, again, sort of managing that risk, you know? Yeah. No, that's quite nice. Yeah. Because risk is a big part of progression. Mm -hmm. You've got to go, you know, me moving into here was a big risk. It's more money, yeah. you know, and then it's more money and you've got the same amount of clients at the time. Mm -hmm. And you kind of think, well, build it and they'll come. And yeah. just you just jump and hope and then yeah you know it's and then just see what happens really exactly but that's again like that kind of links back to the the like perfectionist sort of thing like people think oh i can't do this until this time yeah. or and like again because perfectionism and, and procrastination are like linked yeah um so people that are perfectionists also procrastinate well that's why i haven't released the dirty dead album for well, about yeah, 10 hurry years up. <laughs> Yeah. I've only been waiting like, <laughs> for years. That's quite interesting as well because when when I moved into here, it was kind of like a, they left it in a bit of a mess. Like the old landlord, like kind of mm -hmm. just left it in a bit of a mess. So I had to like redecorate myself, which is fine. You know, just get on with. I had a load of friends like help, and you came over and you put that up. You mm -hmm. put up that uh, stag head, mm -hmm. and uh, a friend of mine came over. Well, he just finished like decorating, but I'm not a painter and decorator. I, I hate painting. Yeah, <laughs> I, really yeah, hate it. I know. Yes. And it was, it was e all Emma messy. Tells yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's annoyingly good at it, but she um she is good at it, but she hates doing it as well. So we're mm -hmm. both like, well, I'm shit at it and hate doing it. You're good at it and hate doing it. Yeah. So you're going to have to do it because yeah. <laughs> at least it'll be good. <laughs> but that's the best way of getting out of stuff that you don't want to do, yeah, though, isn't it, Dan? Way, just, yeah. It's just do a job, do the job really poorly. Yeah, like, just do it poorly. <laughs> And don't get you don't get to tick it off your to do list. Yeah. But when um my mate Steve came over and he was like first time he saw the room he was like oh mate this is amazing I was like yeah but like it's all you know the, the paint's rubbish and like you know, I haven't done it all neat over there and stuff and he was like but it's a workspace mm. it's not your living room and I was exactly. like oh, that is so true it's yeah it's just a workspace it's just like somewhere to come and record and mm -hmm. get a vibe but mm -hmm. it's not like my bedroom or it's not like it has to be a pristine office like and you just got to know not what your limits are but you've got to know i guess it goes back to knowing what the goal is yeah I mean, if i came in here and someone said oh by the way this is just a workspace you'd think oh yeah of course it's just a workspace like yep. great i mean it has to have some sort of vibe to it mm -hmm, to get because mm -hmm. it's a studio but but yeah I, I do tend to overthink a lot of stuff mm -hmm. especially when it comes to work mm. i do think like well, i can't do that because of x y and z or i can't put that video out because I'm naked in it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the video I showed you yesterday. <laughs> I mean, probably be out. It'll probably be out by the time this, this Yeah, I know, but people up. that are listening to this, they're going to be like, the video that like, you're naked? The and then you're and you showed in. Nicole? Like, and you showed Nicole, yeah. <laughs> Onlyfans.com. All will be explained. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep your eyes peeled on the social media. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. Have you ever felt out of your depth in your work? Yeah, definitely. Can you give me an example? <laughs> Sorry, am I not being very good with the coming back? <laughs> Can you give me an example? Can you give me an example? <laughs> yeah. So, again, it, it comes down to sort of believing yourself, really. So when opportunities sort of come your way, like just believing yourself to, t to take those on. Mm. Like um, in my previous role, I... So originally I was working in a small marketing agency where there was only like six of us. And then Shenton Group reached out to me and said, oh, can you come and help us and do our marketing? I think at the time we were like, uh, the company was like 55 people uh, wow. employed. But I would come in and literally going from like a six person team to doing within an agency, then to working client side, mm. doing all of their marketing as a one person team. That was, I was quite like, well, it's going to be sink or swim. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's quite overwhelming, I guess. And like there were things uh, that I came up against that I hadn't done before, but I think it's just about having that mindset just to really try and push forward through those and just be like a yes person. Do you, do you, yeah. yeah, do you have that say yes and sort it out later mentality? Um, I, I do to an extent, yeah. yeah. But then there's an element of sort of self-belief that comes in as well. Okay. That's something that I'm working on. So yeah. That, um, yeah, it's about it's about being self-aware and just pushing yourself. Do you feel like you have to, you really have to know your limits of what you're capable of doing? That's the thing. Like, or do you, will you just go, yeah, I can do that and then Google it later? <laughs> well, typically that is one of the best things that you can do is to be like, yeah, take on those, those opportunities and then, yeah, just try and figure it out yeah because that's where the growth is yes of course yeah and i mean you'll know this because you're like king of doing that aren't you (laughs) (laughs) can you play piano for this jazz band yeah yeah but youtube (laughs) how to play jazz (laughs) no i'm also meaning remember that time when you were doing the spotlights oh for swan lake yeah and they were like can you do follow spots and i went yep yeah and i just like was up there just like pretty much googling how to work a fucking fucking follow spotlight yeah, yeah. and then i'm there just like following uh the the, the swan around yeah. the stage like yeah. going what am i doing exactly and then never... by night three i'm just like half texting like yeah. people and doing it like, yeah but you'd never done that before no i've never done it no. literally but that's like quite a big thing you know to, it to... was a theater of probably about two thousand people yeah just casually like and you it know? was me and the the other girl doing follow spots was she did follow spots for bill bailey yeah she'd been on tour with bill bailey for like six months mm. and it's funny because the first time i met her i asked her i was like oh what's that like and she went yeah it was hilarious for the first night yeah. and then you hear the same jokes for six <laughs> yeah. months and you're like oh shit yeah that'd be well boring yeah but yeah they were like yeah can you do follow spots yep 100 percent like cool go up and i had to climb up like these little ladders to get to the top of the of the theater and then just along this like little um mesh flooring Mm -hmm. so you can see down if Mm -hmm. you you dropped a pen or whatever it would fall on someone's head in the the crowd so you had to have like liability insurance and all that kind of stuff and i'm there whilst you're up there (laughs) yeah just just google it while i'm up there But I think that that is one of the most important things for growth is definitely just to be like, yes, and take stuff on and Mm. then sort it out. Because what's the worst that's going to happen? You'll get found out and they'll go, okay, obviously you can't do follow spots again. Exactly. But 99% of the time, you'll probably be be all right. The anxiety of thinking, oh, no, I couldn't possibly do that. Or, you know, it's like in any sort of situation, the anxiety of thinking, oh, well, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? like what actually is the worst thing that can go wrong and actually yeah. think about that and like it's not you're not going to die yeah you know <laughs> no one's going to die because you missed a cue of the black swan coming yeah. in yeah exactly <laughs> no one's going to care exactly yeah. but you think that actually and you probably haven't even thought about it that much but the confidence that that gave you just doing that one thing mm. you, that you were just like yes i'm going to do that it did it and absolutely pulled it off yeah, you're just there fine. like yes I don't know if I absolutely pulled it off, but it was it was totally fine. But they asked me to do a couple more shows after that. So well, was, obviously it was, it was good enough. Like. Obviously it was fine, yeah. They didn't ask me to do the film, though. It would have been nice to meet Mila Kunis. <laughs> have your anxieties ever stopped you doing your job? Have you ever actually oh, yeah. said, oh, I can't do this anymore and bailed out of a job? Oh, yeah. Anxiety can definitely, and this is why mindset is so important. Like anxiety can definitely hold you back because anxiety is essentially you're what you're predicting a bad mm. outcome in the future. Yeah, and that means that you're not focusing on the present. And if you're yeah. not focusing on the present, you're not able to deliver. Yeah, the you're best not you- delivering the best you've done yet. Yeah, for example, like we could be sat here right now, and if we're focusing on, I don't know, if you if you've got an operation next week or something, say mm. for example, you could be just constantly sat here just worrying about that, and then not delivering as well in the moment. Yeah, and if, even if it's in a job situation, if you're not if you're worried about different things and you've got you're struggling with anxiety you're not going to be delivering as well and that can then mean that you then you haven't got the energy to sort of put into the day where Mm. you should be essentially if you're not focused in the in the moment you're not going to be able to deliver as well in that moment Mm. and that's again where procrastination can come in yeah and then it's easy to go i'll do it tomorrow i'm just going to go and meet drew for a coffee or whatever and i'll just take my mind off this little thing yeah yeah i mean what what helps with that what helps you with that 
to get over that kind of anxiety? You need to just take a step back and just, one, to be very aware of how you're feeling because a lot of people yeah. are not really aware they're just like oh i just feel shit at the moment and it's just sort of like oh you know and then yeah. they just they just fully and they kind of sit in it and also when you're actually going through the stuff when you're actually constantly keep thinking about the things that are making you anxious it's actually making it worse for yeah. you you just need to be very aware okay right now i'm feeling anxious why am i feeling anxious okay i'm thinking about that sort of thing but right now Am I actually okay right now? Because actually, if you're going to constantly worry about something in the future, it's almost, it can be set like, like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, you okay. Know? So yeah. if you're constantly, like, I mean... If you say, don't think of a pink penguin, the first thing you do is think of a pink penguin, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so the more you think about it, the more... Yeah, so like, for example, I mean, the perfect example is like when you talk about relationships, and I know in this podcast, we've like jumped around so many different topics. Like, Fine. Um, but like, for example, if you've got a, a one of the people in the relationship, if that person's always worried about that you're going to leave, mm. right? They're constantly going to be showing behaviour that can end up pushing the other partner yeah. away. So then it actually becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Is this your way of saying you don't want to be friends anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. that's the end. That's the end. That, that's where the podcast yeah. ends. <laughs> when have you most felt confident in your job? Um, that's quite a big question. I think when I've most, like, when I felt like the best in my job is when I've taken on a new challenge and then I've pulled it off. Hmm. Maybe something that I haven't done before. Um, and then you're just like, oh, yes, it's like, it's like that, again, like you say, that hit, hit of dopamine that you're like, okay, I literally aced that yeah. or I tried something new that I'd never done before and I succeeded in that. But again, it's, you need to acknowledge that and really celebrate that celebrate win celebrate that win yeah yeah so it's t those times because you, you can go up and down in terms of how good you feel in your job or how well you're delivering but yeah it's really important to celebrate those wins that is a good that that's what we should take away from today's today's show we should mm -hmm. take away that it is okay is it i think it's taylor swift that said she gives herself five seconds every day to go this is really happening yeah oh my yeah. god this is really happening because she's then, there she's there being like i'm in the present right now yeah you yeah. know she just accepts like cool yeah. i'm i've you know i'm the best that my career has ever been blah blah and, and she'll celebrate that yeah and that, it's really important for people to do that 100 percent. i think like in that situation she's taking a second to be grateful for where she is mm. that is one of the biggest things in terms of mindset is for you to be grateful yeah when um i put out a solo podcast a few weeks ago and i thought who's gonna care about this because it's who cares about me or whatever and my mate oscar messaged he said basically like I've just heard your solo podcast and it just sounded like you were being really hard on yourself. Like, mm. I just want to let you know that what you're doing is incredible. And yeah. I'm sort of like, I don't, I don't think he used the word envious, but he was like, you know, it's, I'm sort of envious of, you know, the stuff you've done in your career is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. fuck, I needed, I really needed that to like, yeah. to hear that. Cause I forget, I, I forget what I do in my career and yeah. everyone does when they're creative. You, you know, you, you look back on the year mm. and you go, what have I actually done this year? That's what I mean. And that's why like being present and being grateful is like the most important things because you definitely need to look back at the time and be like, look, I've done this because it's like exactly what you were saying there is that someone else has looked at what you've done. Like you've just upon yourself, we've just gone, I want to do podcasts and you've just started producing them. That's the main stumbling block that people come up against is that they just don't start. Yeah. And that is what a lot of people will look at you and be like, oh, like I really wish that I could do that. They could do it yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Get a microphone, get some recording equipment and just start and do doing it. it. Get a Harley you know? sat next to you. <laughs> but the, the fact it. is, is that you do do that. It's, it's good for you to acknowledge that you do that you are one of those people that does that and to appreciate and be grateful for wh where you are and i think what stops me celebrating it more is the fact that because i'm a creative in air quotes it looks like it could look like arrogance mm. it could look like oh yeah i've been on this morning or i've done mm. this i've done mm. that and it just could look like arrogance whereas if you see those things on X Factor where, you know, a plumber is in his van and he starts singing and everyone says he's amazing. And it's like, yeah. because he's a plumber, he kind, of, he kind of gets away with it. Like, yeah. celebrating the fact that he's won X Factor or whatever. But being an actual musician and working in music and celebrating the fact that I do music stuff, it feels to me like I'm showing off. I think it's more so like how you feel inside. So it's about being grateful inside. 
So actually, oh, okay, so yeah. when you come back from your day or like even just when you come into the studio and if you're there, like, because I know that sometimes working on your own or like you have those days where, you know, you're just sort of finishing off do- jobs and you're, you might come in and just be like, oh, you know, and it might be a bit grey outside and you're just yeah. there like, and you're like, oh, you know, and you're on your own. You're on your own just thinking, oh, is this, is it what I'm working on? Is it even good? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you, but you need also need to take a step back and be like, look, I've just walked into my studio i've walked into my studio all of this is because of me i've done this i'm working hard myself i've got these clients i'm working on stuff that people are paying for yeah it's all about reframing where you kind of are with stuff and being grateful because at the end of the day you could just be working in like a bit of a dead-end job or like not working at all you Mm. you know Mm. but you have built something on your passion yeah and you are earning money from it. And it's about being grateful. You're so, like, you personally are so, so talented in what you do. And, like, you know this. And I know you sort of struggle to I'll, take I'll the... edit this out. <laughs> or I'll make, I'll make this bit louder. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, you know, I've said this so many times that you're so, so talented. And you you literally, I'll, I'll come into the studio and I'm like, play something creepy on the, on the keyboard. <laughs> and you just, boom, you just do it. And it's like, whatever it is in like, I'll come to your house and I'm like, oh, what do you think of this song? And then you'll just like, start playing along with it. Like you pick up a guitar and start playing. Yeah. And that, yeah, that comes with obviously years of, of doing it. And exactly and Ye- of years of so doing So for me, stuff. it's just natural. Just, it's just like, okay because i can just do it exactly but it's about being grateful as well that for all of the skills and stuff that you have and like what you put out like yeah i know what you mean it is it is tough though it is a tough thing to because you're you're always striving you're like everyone's always striving to do more and that's why there's some people in the world that are just they're never going to be happy because they're always constantly driven by the I need to do more. I need to do yeah. more. So their target is always higher. So they're yeah. never actually going to achieve that goal because as soon as they start to get close, they move the target again. Yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe, I don't know, we need to be more like Taylor Swift. Just take five <laughs> seconds a day. Exactly. To go, you know what? This is all right. Yeah. This I am right. doing really well. My life could be a lot worse. Mm. I got up this morning. I made my bed. <laughs> I made my bed, you know. Yeah, but like, I got up this morning. My wife made my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's be realistic, Dan. <laughs> that I think that's one of the most important things is that to be grateful and to be present as much as possible. This episode is sponsored by EQAcoustics.com. Right. So I've got a few questions. Yeah. What advice would you give to your younger self? That's a good question. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> What advice would I give to my younger self? The advice I would give to my younger self probably would be to believe in myself more. Yeah, that's a good answer. Because if you can, if you believe in yourself and to not be afraid of failure as mm. well, because all yeah. of the greatest people in the world, I mean, you, you look at Elon Musk, you know, every time he puts a, sp- a space, um, space shuttle up there, what well, it blows up, doesn't it? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, he carries on. He's got he's got a great relationship with failure, as in the fact that he doesn't let that downtrod like yeah. downtread him. Yeah, that's good. That's um, a good way of thinking of it. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, did I stop cuddling you for five seconds? <laughs> Harley, not Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about having a good relationship with failure. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, <laughs> Harley's trying to kiss me. Ow. Right. <laughs> what? Harley. <laughs> he loves doing that to you. <laughs> um, what piece of work are you proud to be a part of? Piece of work? Yeah, I guess what, any, hmm. anything... I think um, it probably would be, so far, I was really proud to work with Shenton Group. I mean, I'd worked there for four and a half years, nearly five years, but I was able to have such a, a big impact. Cool. And it felt like, I felt like a really good, like, valued member of the team. Yeah, nice. And the work that I did could be seen like yeah whenever i'd go into your offices and you'd be like oh i designed all this and like mm. the offices would look amazing mm. 
Thank and you. You'd be like, yeah, I, I designed all this. No, that that was really rewarding to do. But then equally, like working now with Love Brain, we're doing some like really, really interesting work with helping people to sort of really push themselves. Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, good. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, before you go, what you got coming up? What are you going to do now? Go and take uh, Harley for a walk and then... Yeah, then I might go have dinner with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> On a Monday. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks for doing this. No worries. That was Nicole Wells and star of the show Harley on the Stage Fright podcast. If you'd like to help out the show, please sign up to my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you'll get early, ad-free, higher quality access of the pod, as well as some extra bonus bits and conversations. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. Email me any thoughts and ideas you might have for the pod, allrightstagefright at gmail.com, and find us on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at allrightimdan, Instagram at the Stage Fright podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you for listening. And I'll um, see you in the next one. Bye.